In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. It's a back-to-back show with Jack Duffin, and we finally got the 53-man roster that we've been talking about for the last three, six months. Jack, how are you, buddy? I'm good. Um, it's, yeah, it, it's, uh, I'm still in a state of shock, but that's due to what the Dolphins and the Texans did yesterday. Um, but no, it's, uh, I was really happy with some of the moves. Some of the moves were a bit confusing, but in a way, you can't see everything behind the scenes. So um, you have to uh, give a little bit of trust to these guys that see players day in, day out, and know a lot more about it than we could ever see. Yeah, and on the stress, especially on the Brown side, we're not finished yet. There could be some more activity today. And in Dorsey, we trust. I think that's all you can say at this stage. Yeah, I think there'll be some more um, moves. You've obviously then got to see when the likes of Callaway, Hunt and Rico Gathers come back, who's going to get moved on? Will it be like for like? Will it be um, they're going to test out these sort of 10 O-linemen and then cut one of them for Rico Gathers, maybe cut another one for Callaway. Who knows? There's lots of different decisions. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting team. Um, there were some more moves. So uh, no, looking forward to discussing it. Excellent. Let's, let's talk about our opinions, our thoughts, maybe start breaking down each roster position. Yeah. So, um, We'll start first. The quarterbacks, I don't think there was any surprise. I think it's what everyone expected. Three quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield, Drew Stanton and Garrett Gilbert. Um, I'm happy with that. Yeah, and are you happy with three quarterbacks versus two? I'm always a fan of three quarterbacks and I want those three roles filled. I want the starter, which is obviously Baker Mayfield. I want the veteran who's in the team, which is Drew Stanton. And I want the young player with some promise, which is obviously Garrett Gilbert. So I think all three of them have done really well. They're what I would want. And uh, no, I'm, I'm happy with that. It's, uh, it's a job well done. Running back rooms, very uh, predictable as we knew over the last couple of weeks. However, here's my first question for you, Jack. LaShawn McCoy, would you... Re- have him in our roster? Do we need him? Would you replace him with Dernis Johnson? Is he too expensive? He's already signed with the Kansas City Chiefs oh. now. It's a, it's a fast-moving world. Um, I didn't really want him. Um, he, he could definitely come in and do a job, but um, nah, just I didn't see the uh, the need. It was only, a, I think it was two or three million he signed for, but uh, I, I'm pretty happy with where we're at. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, you're not going to really say no to a player like that, but I don't think we need him. Um, I, I'm happy with where we're at. I think running back is quite replaceable. I, I like what Hilliard can offer. I like what Johnson can offer. Um, Chubb's there. Um, so, no, it's, uh, it's a nice, solid room. Mm. Well, let's, let's move into the wide receiver room. Three names there we knew that were going to be on there. Odell, Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Higgins. And then Ratley and Taywan Taylor. 
Yeah, so I haven't seen anything yet on what the Taylor compensation was. I like the move. It was a surprising move considering we play them in a week's time. Um, but no, let, let's um, keep an eye on this one and um, hopefully we'll find out what the value is soon enough. Um, I'm having a quick Google, but it's a 2020 draft pick. Um, so... I, had a, I had a seventh, but um, yeah. My views on it while you're Googling is I'm surprised that we didn't bring Derek Willies onto the roster. Hyman, I think, may make the practice call, as, I, as I've said. But yeah, I really thought Derek Willies was going to be the uh, sixth wide receiver. And it's really interesting that we've only gone five wide receivers. Yeah, I was um, surprised by that move as well. I'd much rather have kept... Um... Tyron, um, Derek Willie's on the roster. I like six, um, especially where we're going to be playing more wide receivers. Um, so yeah, it was certainly a surprise. I would have kept Willie's. Um, I've, I've never really been that high on Hyman. Um, and that wasn't just because of the uh, fourth preseason game. Um, I'm not sure what he offers. Um, will Braxton Miller float around and potentially be back? Um, who knows? Um, because there's guarantees in contracts for veterans that have played so many years. Um, so you'll see some of them getting cut and then they'll re-sign back. So like if you look at the New England Patriots, they cut is it, um, Demarius Thomas, I believe his name, and then he'll probably re-sign after week one. And that's just because then there's less guarantees in his contract. It's like 25% guaranteed rather than 100%. So um, that's just one of them little moves that happens each year. I thought, I thought we would um, definitely come on with uh, six wide receivers. I'm a bit shocked. I don't know how much Taywan Taylor plays special teams, but yeah, we do seem a bit light, obviously. Uh, and uh, Callaway, this hasn't been mentioned on a lot of podcasts online. It says the NFL's only suspended him for two games. Have you seen that at all? I've not seen anything on that. Um, as far as I'm aware, it's a. Uh... I thought it was a four-game suspension. Um, and Callaway, Callaway was tweeting some stuff Friday saying that watch what's going to happen, super excited, scaring us that he's going to be traded, something big's happening tomorrow. But it seems like he's only got two, um, only two game suspension. So, uh, yeah, that'd be quite interesting. Yeah. Field Yates, who's usually spot on, as uh, he tweeted too, but some people have been questioning it um, in his tweet. So um, who knows? Um, there's rumours, yeah, that it might have got reduced to. I, I haven't seen anything, but um, who knows? I think it's one we'll find out more. Uh, I don't know if the league makes an official announcement on this stuff. But yeah, if it is two, then uh, that's really good news. Um, so we can get him back and get him playing. But yeah, the minute there's no trade, um, there's no announcement on which picks were traded in either this trade or the other trade that went down yesterday. But uh, at the end of the day, it's going to be late picks. Um, I think the Taylor one might be higher than a seventh, but I'm pretty sure the other one will be a seventh. Okay. Yeah. Let's move to uh, tight end. Seth DeValve, probably not the biggest shock but maybe one of the biggest names to be cut. I think he was always in the bubble. 
Farrell Brown's in. Your views on the tight end room? Yeah, it's it's odd. I think we're definitely out there looking for someone. I think if they could have got a trade done, they'd have probably got a trade done. Um, I would have kept DeValve because I feel much more comfortable with him as sort of a fullback than I do um, Farrell Brown. Um, I'm not sure what direction they're really looking to go here because in my eyes, there's not a fullback on this roster. Um, and they said they would like to get someone in there. And it's not just going to be for loads of plays. Um, but someone in there to give them the option. So um, I don't know what they've got planned. Are they going to give Demetrius Harris a go there? Who knows? We will find out. But um, yeah, it's definitely, I would probably question it. It's maybe our lightest room in terms of depth. So um, we're going to need to add to some people. Um, and I think they'll be on the lookout. Will we manage to get anyone through waivers? Maybe not, but who knows? Do you think you can see us trading for anyone there, Jack? Um, I think if we would have traded for someone, we'd have done it by now. Um, but you could see that someone else comes up and we trade them for that person or maybe whoever loses the O-line battle because you might not going to keep 10, you might trade one of them off in a week's time for a tight end um, and then throw in a pick. So who knows? Um, it's one of them to just keep an eye on at the moment. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm very concerned how light we are in that room, but we can come back another time. Looking at the O-line, uh, Justin McRae, another trade we did. Yeah, um, McRae and Teller, um, Dorsey's come out and said they're just depth additions to add more pieces and see where we go. Um, I think this is going to be an interesting one. I, I think by sort of a few weeks into the season, they're going to cut this room from... 10 to 9. Um, so one of these from Corbett, Forbes, Lamb, Teller and McRae might not be around for um, up until the halfway mark of the season. Um, but that's perfectly fine. I think it's a position and room where you can't have enough depth because especially with Greg Robinson, Tretter, both in contract years, you've got Hubbard who we need to move on. Um, I think Kush might be a one-year deal, but I'll check that. You're going to need some options and try to develop some players behind them. So I'm all ears to see what happens and can any of them shine. Kush has got another year after this, so he's not contract year. But um, it's one of those that, yeah, more options, the better. If um, McRae was probably a sixth for a seventh or some a seventh for a seventh for it's not really much um of a trade-off probably when it comes out and so that's perfectly fine um those are the sort of moves if you like the guy go get him um no, it's, it's going to be really interesting here i think um we'll see who shines corbett might be the one that gets traded off in the next couple of weeks maybe some surprising names kyle callis brad seaton I thought may have made the roster. Weissman hasn't looked that good recently. So and I think everyone else, no shocks. Yeah, because Kyle Callis and Joe Kerridge um, got waived injured. Um, so, yeah, they had injuries. And I, I think they decided, look, we don't want to keep them around for uh, on IR and like pay them for the whole year. We'll just let them move on. Um, so they've just paid them and let them go. Yeah. So switching on to the defense, the D line. 
Yeah, so I've, I've just got one bug to pull with the Browns. I don't know who does this work, but anyone that genuinely believes Gennard Avery is a linebacker is watching a different football team or watching some other sport. Gennard Avery listed as a linebacker is just a joke. He has been a defensive end all preseason. He is in the defensive end rotation. Um, they need to just stop calling him a linebacker and move him in there. So I'm going to say we've got 10 in the D-line room. Um, and so our five on the edge are Miles Garrett, Vernon, Chris Smith, Chad Thomas, and Gennard Avery. And then those on the inside are Ogan Joby, Sheldon Richardson, Devaro Lawrence, Trevon Coley, and Ukele. Any ideas on that one? Yeah, I think uh, Ikul, I think he, um, I think they've gone with five inside, if I'm correct there, Jack. They've gone with, yep. which is which is a bit of a shock. I didn't think I'm going much. But if you look at the cuts first, Zettel's the biggest shock in my eyes. Yeah, I would have much preferred to get rid of one of Coley or Ukale um, and put Zettel in that rotation because I'm hoping the Browns are going to be in a position this season where they're going to be in a head in games. And if you're ahead in games, you can start moving like Garrett Vernon um, and other players inside um, because you want even more pressure. You're not too worried about stopping the run because you're going to be up 14 points. So I wouldn't have um, kept... Um, one of those last two, I don't really mind which one gets the boot, but um, I would certainly have kept Zettel. Now, when you look at it like this, there's 10 defensive um, linemen. Avery, as we discussed, is... Yeah, okay. Avery is on on the uh, on the edge there. So you've got Avery and Smith rotating with Chad Thomas maybe coming inside. It seems like we're quite heavy now on defensive tackle with... Coley, Iquiel, Lawrence, and then the two, obviously, two starters. Yeah, I think it might be one of those where they're going to just let Coley and Iquiel battle it out. And that could easily be one of those positions where when Hunt or Callaway comes back, that one of them two gets the boot. So I think O-line and D-line might be where the cut is made um, because there's not really anyone on sort of the skill positions on offense that you're going to move on. So um, I, I think you might see on the lines, one of each that gets the boot um, and they'll make some moves the next few days as well to bring in some other people, but probably not in either of the uh, trenches because we are pretty, pretty deep there. The depth is looking a lot better than it did. Um, it's just some of the starters on the O-line that need a bit of a uh, boost, but that'll be next season's job. And uh, I think they'll do a good job of it. Well, in my early roster predictions, I went with 10 D-line, and we got 10. That's, that's, that's bold. I'll, I always aim for nine. Um, but uh, no, I'm, I'm happy with uh, how it's come. I, I usually go for nine on the D-line, nine on the O-line. Um, and then my D-line, I, I like five on the outside, four on the inside, because I'm more likely to play three um, edges rather than three on the D-line um, interior. Yeah, linebacker room, got five there. Biggest surprise probably was Ray Ray Armstrong, special teams being cut. Uh, yeah, at the end of the day, four were complete locks. Um, and then it was just who gets the sort of more special teams job. And it's gone to Darius Taylor. Um, and then, yeah, good luck to him. Let's see what he does. 
Um, who knows? Um, yeah, like the four are the ones you're going to see playing. Is Coxie and Showboat are going to be the starters, and then Mac Wilson and Taki Taki. It's just how they develop this year. If they can develop into the players we hope they can be, then next year you're looking at are you going to keep Kirksey? Are you going to extend Joe Show? Um, there's going to be some decisions that have to be made. Yeah, and like you said, uh, we're playing two linebackers more than likely. It makes sense only to have five. Yeah, um, I've, I think it's just stick with five. Um, and then, yeah, I think the future of the league, the league's more or less set now on a 4-2-5. I don't think it'll be too long before we see 4-1-6s happening. Um, which will be uh, really, really exciting. Three cornerbacks, three safeties. Um, and then there's basically going to be three of them bouncing around the slot. So you're going to have two of the safeties coming a bit deeper. You're going to have the uh, slot cornerback in there. Um, and then that, they can sort of help out with that linebacker. So it's going to be interesting. And it can stop the run. Um, I'd encourage people, I'm probably actually going to sit there and watch it again today. Um, it's been on my to-watch list. Is uh, the... Ravens versus the uh, Chargers in the playoffs. Um, obviously, people say the more DBs you put on the field, you can't deal with the run. They absolutely smashed the run to pieces. And I think they had seven um, DBs for large periods. So it's an interesting one to keep an eye on. All right, good. Safety room, no real shocks. Randall, Burnett, Whitehead, Murray and Redwine. Um, Justin Burris making the roster was one that I wanted. I didn't think it would happen. Um, but no, I'm, I'm really pleased with that room. Um, it was a shame that um, my boy Gaines has gone on to IR, but um, it means he'll be around moving forward. So um, no, it's a shame to lose him. But in terms of any other names that went, uh, there's no one really of note. You had Hassel, who I think is he rookie this year. So we'll go on the practice squad. Um, potentially and then yeah the rest of the room um, Tiggy Sanko um, has he got another year with us um, I think I thought so. he had one year but he seems to never leave um, I'm not sure if it's one or two years um, well he's, he's on the um, wave list so he might have got the boot um, but no that's, they do that with all the international players mm. they wave and then they get an extra spot if, if they want to come back on our practice squad yeah, no, I think he will um, be back. He played some snaps in um, the fourth pre, uh, the fourth quarter of preseason games. So um, if we do still have that spot, I don't know how long you get it for. Then uh, I think they're keeping back because you may as well just have an extra body. Um, but no, I'm, I'm I feel sad for Philip Gaines. I think uh, there's a lot of talent there, and uh, it will happen for him, um, just not quite yet. Well, no need for so much doom and gloom. He's he, every chance he can come back straight off the uh, IR. Uh, no, you, uh, if you're on IR before the cut down to 53, then you can't come back this season. Um, after any player put on IR from now can come back. So you have to be on the 53-man roster and then go to IR to stand a chance of being reactivated. I think it's after eight games of being on IR. You can come back. So, uh, yeah, he can't come back this season. But he can go join another team? No, I don't think so. I think if he, if he wants to get injury waived, then I think he can go join another team. But um, 
no, he, he's done for the year. So I, hopefully he'll be back next year. I think he's a good player. Um, he's not going to be a starter, but uh, he offers um, some things. So that's good to see. Yeah, I text uh, JT Hassel. I asked him if he's coming back on the practice squad. He said, as long as no one picks me up, then yes. That's, that's good. I, I, I think uh, he, he showed some flashes. So give him that year and see what happens. Um, red wine obviously stays on because he just needs that red shirt year. It wouldn't surprise me if he picks up a knock and lands on IR in the next few weeks. Um, if he broke a fingernail, they'll probably try to stick him on IR, um, which is perfectly fine. It's what lots of teams do. Um, so no, he, he just needs a red shirt year. And I, th- I think there is, there is, is something there. It's just going to take some time. Um, Tavarius Thomas is a player I'm happy he's, um, on the team just for his special teams input. I don't think you'll see him play any uh, cornerback, but he is in there for a, a good role. Yeah, great. And uh, uh, Justin uh, Burris, is he like a nickel player? Because he's like, as a cornerback, stroke safety? Yeah, so he's in sort of the nickel, um, depending on what you're doing. You've got TJ Carey, um, you've got Whitehead, you've got Eric Murray, and you've got Burris, who are all sort of different stuff. So you've got big nickel, which is your sort of safety, um, extra safety. And then you've got your nickel, which is your extra corner. So um, I think, yeah, you're going to see maybe if they're going for the bigger one, TJ Carey is sort of the, the lead for big nickel. Um, you're best probably popping over and seeing Brendan Leister on Twitter. Breaks it down a lot better than I can. But uh, you've got a few different options because just when you're playing 5 DBs, doesn't always mean it's the same sort of look. Um, you're going to change up what they're doing. Do you want them to be in there hitting? Do you want them in, in there to sort of um, defend the pass? And who are they against? Are they against a tight end? Are they against a wide receiver? You'll have, then have that options and things there. So there, there's definitely some flexibility and flexibility is good because we're going to be facing different offenses this season. So um, no, there's going to be an increase in sort of 12 personnel. There's more and more two linebacker sets getting played so um not linebacker two tight end sets getting played so yeah it's it's good it keeps us on our toes and uh the room allows us to be very very flexible because there's lots of different options yeah Dolly lewis obviously we drafted him this year got cut i think he had a few injuries and lenny uh pipkins i thought maybe an outsider chance to make the roster and he, he didn't make it let's see what happens with uh practice squad yeah, I think Thomas just bags it because um, of his practice, his uh, special teams skill. He gets down there and he hits people hard. So, um, no, I, th- I think that's why he was always going to be the favourite um, as soon as uh, the decision was moved to move Philip Gaines to IR. I think if Philip Gaines would have been healthy, um, you're then looking between maybe Burris, maybe Tavares Thomas, which one you uh, don't keep or you try and move Redwine to IR. Um, so yeah, it's it's uh, one of those. We'll keep an eye on what happens. Mm. Let's see if we sneak who we sneak on the practice squad. As always, you know I get very excited about the practice squad. It's your favourite part of the roster. Yep. Now here's the big one. Something you've been going on for years about special teams, the Scottish Hammer, and Colquitt out. Uh, Greg Joseph and Colquitt out. Scottish Hammer Sorry. made it. Scottish Hammer in, 
Colquitt out. Do you think this is a cap space saving? I think it was a factor. Um, so we would have been due to pay Colquitt more, uh, over a million more this season than we're going to pay the Scotch Hammer over the next three seasons. So it's a saving of something like um, two million a year. So it's a big, it's a big saving there, which is good to see. It's an important thing to do. And as well, it's making those small savings. Because if you're, say, just that flip from the Scottish Hammer, uh, from Colquitt to Scottish Hammer, that's two million a year. And say, over the next three years, that's six million. And when you're then going to re-sign some of these players that are going to cost a massive amount of money, you're not going, well, which starter or two starters do we have to get rid of if we want to re-sign Miles Garrett? You're going, actually, we've saved six million here. That's something we can use somewhere. And it might not sound like a lot of money, but that soon adds up. If you have three, four players who you're saving six million over the next few years, call it four players, that's 24 million. And that's going to go a long way. So, um, no, it's, it's important to sort of try and make these small savings. And I would say, yeah, Colquitt is the better player as of today. But you are certainly getting 90% of, a, of what you want out of um, the Scottish Hammer. And no, I, I'm really, really happy with that move. I didn't think the team would make it, um, but it is certainly the right move. I'm not, even though I'm a great Scottish Hammer fan, I'm just a little bit concerned. We have got the, the cap at the moment to this year. If we are going to go for the playoff push, why not try and edge our bets as much as we possibly can and, and keep with Colquitt, who we can trust and rely on a little bit more? If a, um, My comeback on that would be, if a punter's losing you the game, then your team's not good enough anyway. Um, so you need to be better than that. So for me, it, it's, it's not a... It's not like you're trying to cut pennies on the... Hold on. <coughs> cut pennies on the quarterback or a position that is going to be a, a game-changer. It's a punter. Um, I, I don't know what the... Uh, if PFF have done a wins above replacement stat for punting, but um, I would be surprised if it even reached above 0.1 wins. I would say it's a tiny, tiny thing um, because, for instance, just sticking the ball up in the air is nice. If the guys on the ground aren't hitting that returner, then nothing matters. So I think there's going to be a big increase in the rest of the special teams. So you're actually going to see a massive leap forward in this unit this year. Mm. And then Cyber over Greg Joseph. I think the writing's been on the wall for the last uh, couple of weeks now. Yeah, I think as soon as the pick was made, you're looking sort of 75% in his favour. Yeah, it's not a done deal, but um, that's there. And yeah, let, let's give him a go, see what happens. You can always change your kicker. Um, it's not like we're missing out on anything. So good luck to the kid. Um, it's nice having a young, cheap unit because across the three of them, that's money saved. Um, Hewlett is about sort of league average, but um, the other two is a saving. And, uh, no, if, and as well, if you keep that unit together, say the next four years, then that's a good position because they're going to be training with each other. If they start doing well, then that's a benefit that's going to have a knock-on effect. So for the next four years, we might see no moves because Hewlett's under contract for four years. Um, Siebert's a pick, so he's got a four-year contract. Um, the Scottish Hammer gets a three-year contract because that's the longest you can give a uh, 
undrafted free agent. Um, but then you also have that fourth year where you can just uh, tender him at the cheapest amount and he can't go anywhere. So, no, um, it's it's a really, really nice setup. I think this unit of three could be around for the whole four years, which is uh, nice. And they're just going to keep getting better because they are um, two young specialists with a lot of talent. Hmm. Well, Jack, that was great going through the uh, roster. How would you rate it out of 10 now? Um, I would seven or eight. I'm looking at at the minute. I, I, I'm going to go seven. Um, and the reason for that is it's the tight end. No, the tight end room doesn't bother me much. It's the O line that worries me. Um, pretty much everything else. Actually, let's go for an eight. Um, I'm really happy everywhere other than the O line room. Um, I think there's just so much depth, so much talent. So I'm going to go eight and it is purely the O-line stopping it from being a nine. I'd never give a, t- a line up a 10 um, unless it was a crazy, crazy, crazy world. I think eight's a really good number, mate. Tight end room, O-line, a little bit concerned. Special teams, I, I don't know enough about it, but I hope we've got the, the right uh, players in. We haven't got a lot of wide receivers in the depth so yeah that'd be my only concerns and obviously Scottish Hammer huge personal fan just a little bit concerned we've got two rookies on our special team yeah I would say based on what we've seen the last year or so with amazing veteran kickers um, bottling it um, I've got no issue with having um, rookies in there um, and I, I think it's a really really promising future and where our team is so strong I know I bang the drum for two-point attempts. Stick the ball in Baker Mayfield's hand. Stick the ball in Nick Chubb's chest. Let's get them two yards and let's get the two points because there is no need to put the pressure on Seabert and um, Scottish Hammer um, to get that sort of, and Charlie Hewlett, to get that sort of PAT right. There's no need. Obviously, use it when you need it, but let's just rack up the points. I want to see the Browns putting up 40 plus points every single game. And I want that to be the aim for this offense. So I I would sod going for um, PATs. Let's go for two points, rack up the score and let's just completely demoralize the other team. Um, Win them, win games by halftime. I want to be stamping on their neck and just seeing them off. And uh, I, I reckon that's how you got beat. That's how the Chiefs were last year. It's how the Patriots have been in the past. Go for the win and go from it from the first quarter. One of our regular listeners, Richie Fox, has asked us some five, uh, four uh, fast fire questions. Favourite underdog to make it? I'll answer it first and then you can go. Probably my favourite would probably be Lawrence, a defensive tackle. How about yourself? Oh, so like favourite sort of person to come through this year and really shine? Um, I'm having a think here because it's not really something. Damien Harris was my favourite last year, so. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think sort of who's more. I reckon Avery to make a big leap forward and be our third choice um, defensive end by the end of the season. So at the moment, I don't know where he is in the rotation, but I reckon he's going to be the one they rotate in most to replace Garrett and Vernon. So uh, I want Avery to make the big step forward this year. Yeah. And you've got to remember, 
Uh, Vernon's on a huge contract. I'm I'm not sure if we will um, re-sign him next year. Um, we've got him for one more year, so I believe. Let me like just... 15 million or something huge. Yeah, it's 15.5 this year, 15.5 next year. So he's going to hang around probably for one more year. Um, but yeah. Anyone you're hoping we pick up on the uh, on the wire? Oh, sorry, mate. Most surprise cut. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't answer that one. Most surprise cut. Um, I think Callis was a surprise, but then because of the trades, it's not really a surprise. I'm I'm going to go Britain Colquitt. I wanted it to happen. I didn't think it would happen. Um, so that that for me is a surprise, and I think they got it right. Yeah, I think Colquitt was the biggest surprise headlines, but. Derek Willey's not been on the roster was probably my biggest yeah. surprise. I thought he was a lock. Yeah, I think the trade probably impacted that. Um, but yeah, Willie's versus uh, Ratley. I don't know if that's a special teams decision. Um, I, I hold my hands up. Special teams is not something I really sit there and uh, watch in the detail of some other people. But Zettel wasn't a shock, but it's definitely a move that I didn't agree with. Anyone you're hoping we pick up on the on the wire? Um, I don't. I, I haven't really been following who got cut and everything out there. So at the moment, I'm not sure. Um, there's no doubt some talent out there. So the trouble is, if anyone's really that good, they're not going to fall to us. So I reckon we might not even get anyone on the wire just because if if they're good, why are they dropping to us? That that would be a concern for me. Yeah, so for myself, the third tight end spot, anything better at the uh, running back position, and of course, anything to improve the O-line? Um, yeah, I, I doubt there'll be anything out there, in all honesty, for the O-line, um, and that's perfectly fine. Um, yeah, I, I think if we can get a tight end, if there is one out there, then yeah, you jump on them. General vibe, better than predicted or worse for initial 53? I reckon it's better because I obviously was never expecting the trades of say Taiwan Taylor. Um, we overpaid for Teller, but let's see what he does. McRae, they've added some in there. So uh, the, there's not really any sort of that many shock moves or big crazy decisions that have changed my view, but I'm, I'm really happy. I think there is a lot of talent. Lots of the rooms have depth Um yeah, if, if Nick Chubb goes down, that's probably going to hurt. If Njoku goes down, that's probably going to hurt. Um, and then if you're looking elsewhere on the roster, mm, yeah, sort of Garrett or Vernon going down is going to uh, be painful. And then everywhere else, especially in the safety room, I'm really, really happy. Demarius Randall's probably the only one in sort of the uh, DB room that would be painful if we lost him because even if a ward goes down, you've got Greedy Williams. Um, there's there's lots of depth there. I would say the yeah the only one in the DB room that would probably hurt most is Randall because there's not really another free safety there for me. Hmm. I'm on the fence. Losing Zettel, Colquitt versus to what we've got today with our trades, maybe Derek Willies. Yeah, I'm really on the fence. I don't think it's any better or worse than what I predicted. Hmm. Yeah, it's a, a fair one. I, I, I'm really excited for what um, Taiwan Taylor might throw out there. Um, 
And that could become a really, really nice wide receiver in Beckham, Landry, Higgins, Taylor, and um, Callaway. And then the decision is going to have to be made next year because um, I think Taylor's got another two years, but then Higgins is obviously in his final year. So do you want to keep Higgins? And if you keep Higgins, then probably means someone else might be gone. Yeah, so I texted a Titans fan, asked him what his view was. He said that he's wide receiver number three. He's speedy. He's had serious issues with the drops, but has flashed potential. Third round pick a couple of years ago, but was pushed out by the arrival of AJ Brown and Humphreys this offseason, potentially as a punt returner too. Yeah, he's got two more years left and he's only 24. So a very, very, very young kid, um, which is good. You, you want these players young. Um, so I, I think there's some promise. I think they will keep him for two years. And if they turn him into something, someone will give him a contract. And then you get, say, a fifth round comp pick. So um, Baker Mayfield is a comp pick printing machine. Let's bring these wide receivers in, light them up, and then let them hit free agency and milk it. Mm. And the last thing I, I asked him was, do you think we a good or good or bad deal for you guys? He said, overall, the Browns probably got a better deal. Yeah, I think it's waiting until we find out what that deal actually is because we haven't had sort of the final confirmation on it. But um, it's certainly going to be interesting um, to see what um, picks were struck. I think both of the trades we made had... Um, Deals where we got a pick back, which is exactly the way you want it. You want to give away one pick, get one pick back in the same draft. So um, I'm hopeful that both of these picks are really well done. Um, the McRae pick, um, where is it? Um, does it say? Um, in the deal, the Browns agreed to swap undisclosed 2020 draft picks with the Packers in exchange for offensive linemen. So, yeah, that's a pick swap in 2020, which is really nice. Tyron Taylor. Uh, Tyron Taylor was just a pick straight to them, so there was no pick swap in the Taylor deal. But that's fine. Ta Taylor's a solid piece, um, and he, he adds talent. So there we go, guys. Our 53-man cut roster show done. Jack, we're talking sleeps now until the season starts, and I can't wait. Yeah, it's not long now. Um, we, we're going to need to have a sit down, chat, when I'm going to start dropping my weekly show and when that kicks off from. So I'll just be reviewing different rooms, looking sort of not just 2019 season, 2020 season and 2021 season, how the next steps come, what we should be doing with these players. Um, and no, I'm looking forward to it. I, it's a show I always enjoy doing. Yeah, Jack, I'll be really interested to know a cap overall sh show, actually. Have we saved money versus last year? Obviously, uh, Colquitt's gone. Yeah, how we're looking, that'd be great to know. I believe we're still set to be the most expensive roster in NFL history. Um, so our top 51 is 183, uh, sorry, 184 million. Um, the dead money didn't go up as much as I thought it might with some of the moves. Um, so we've ended up paying 450 grand to Ray Ray Armstrong. We've paid 400,000 to Carl Davis. Um, and then Whitsman got 200 grand out of us. So that's 2.3 million. So, uh, sorry, 22.3 million. So add that on there. 
um, 200 and what is it? 209, I think it says on uh, over the cap. So it's a, it's an expensive team, but uh, if they can go out and do the business, then uh, no one will really care. Hmm. All right, Jack. Hopefully, get you on the show tomorrow, to Patrick. I don't think it's going to happen, but uh, yeah, mate. I look forward to hearing the cap show this week. Go Browns. Go Browns.